This is the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, May 23rd. Corey, it's playoff softball time. Playoff softball time, and as a matter of fact, we have playoff softball on the air this afternoon and evening. On 105.9 FM, the Superstation K106, it's 8AA playoff softball. Wadena Deer Creek will host Frazee. CJ will have the play-by-play, and what's that game looking like, CJ? Well, it's a 2-7 matchup in Section 8AA, the... I uh, believe it's the north subsection there, and that's got uh, that's got those two teams taking on each other. It's the south subsection. South subsection. Okay, there we go. The south subsection in Section 8 AA, and the Wolverines got themselves a two seed. They're looking to uh, this first-round matchup, of course, single elimination. Getting that home field advantage will be really crucial, and they're playing a Frazee team uh, later this afternoon. It should be a fun game. I mean, really f- looking for this Wolverine team. Uh, Montana Karsten will be in the circle. Expect some big things from the middle of their lineup, which is produced for them all season long, and expect Wadena Deer Creek to, again, be aggressive on the base paths, and that's something that Coach Brooke Umland has really expressed throughout the season, is we want to be aggressive, we want to be moving all around, making the defense and the fielders have to think of what we're doing on every single pitch, and and every single play, and we'll uh, we'll see a lot of that tonight. I'm guessing. Yeah, again, 4:45 pregame, five o'clock first pitch. Win here, play Thursday at four o'clock in Frazee. They'll host the uh, the next uh, round of tournaments. Then, of course, beginning on Thursday, uh, you start moving into that double elimination portion of the schedule. No matter what, on Thursday, uh, two games coming your way. Uh, so it's it is it's it's gonna happen quick from this point forward now, CJ. Yeah, that first round of the playoffs is always a little like because everybody like no matter what seed you are, and I've been a part of uh, teams that have had not so great games in their first round of the playoffs. And I've been a part of teams that have had really good games in the first round of the playoffs, no matter what the seed is. And so that's always the fun part about that single elimination is you have a chance to, if you're the lower seed, to really kind of make a statement. But also if you're the higher seed, it kind of still forces you to to make sure you're on edge. You can't take anybody lightly. And that's the fun part of this first round. And, of course, double elimination has its own set of fun. You can play a little more down the line and you can there's a big chess piece of of when players go where and and how you want to construct the lineup to beat a certain team knowing you could play another team later on win or lose so uh playoff baseball and softball are some of the funnest because of the sheer chaos that the double elimination bracket brings if you're wondering on the other side of the bracket it will be barnesville the three seed hosting the six seed Pelican Rapids. So, uh, win or lose for for well, winners will play winners, losers will play losers on Thursday. Between the matchup we'll have on the air and that one, when you stay in that South subsection, um, uh, Ottertail Central is playing Perm today in Breckenridge, and then that's like a pigtail game. And then the winner will take on Breckenridge Wapiton, who is the one seed. So that OTC Perm is an eight nine matchup. And then the 4-5 is Holly hosting Fergus Falls. So that's what that south subsection looks like. When you move over to the north subsection, it will be uh, Thief River Falls and Red Lake, Roseau versus War Road, DGF versus Crookston, Park Rapids area versus East Grand Forks. There's some good teams in that north subsection, and there's good, obviously good teams in the south as well, but uh, it's going to be a fun Section 8 AA 
uh, softball tournament. And uh, depending on how far these Wolverines go, it'll be really uh, really fun to kind of see this tournament shake out because Wadena Deer Creek's had a really nice year. They got a chance to make some hay in this bracket as well. All right, let's move on, huh? We got yeah. a lot of stuff we want to cover. Twins stink. There's not really much we, we can say about that. They lose four to one. They'll play the Giants again tonight. Six o'clock pregame. Six forty first pitch on KWAD. Is there? Do you have anything there, that's noteworthy, or does w- that cover it? Here's basically here's the noteworthy thing of the game. So the San Francisco Giants threw out an opener, and so what that means is they threw out a starting uh, their starter in, in air quotes was a bullpen arm, and it was meant to go only one inning. They basically kind of threw out that it was going to be a bullpen game. And then, so Rocco Baldelli uh, put in just a a lineup against a, it was a right-handed opener, uh, starting pitcher. And so Rocco put in his lefties, Ed Julian and Alex Kirilov and guys like that. And then after the first inning, they brought in Sean Manaya, who is technically a starting pitcher. And they brought him into the game in the second inning to just basically do his normal start, except now you're one inning into the game. And Rocco, because is a lefty, pulled Kirilov and Julian in lieu of Donovan Solano. And I'm trying to think of the other righty that he had pulled off the bench, but it doesn't matter. Uh, the point was is you took Kirilov and Julian out of the game in like the second inning or second or third inning. And that was something that really rubbed a lot of Twins fans the wrong way because they're like, they're rookies. We don't know how they are against lefties. Like, are you not going to give them a chance to prove themselves? It didn't matter because Solano and, uh, gosh, I'm just blanking on who got subbed in. But uh, point is, they went like four for six in the game. So in the short, in like the immediate thing, it didn't really matter. But it was just kind of a weird game, and it looked like Rocco really got uh, really got outmanaged by Gabe Kapler, the manager of the Giants. But I, at least in that kind of instance, now again, if you look at it in the immediate impact. The pinch hitters did their job, but the lineup still only scored one run off a Kyle Garlic solo home run. I think it was Garlic that got put in the game. So, uh, you know, I, it is what it is. But uh, just the Twins feel like outside of starting pitching, they can't do much of anything right. Bailey Ober had a four-run first inning. All The first four batters all scored. And then after that, settled down, gave five or six really good innings. Uh, and, yeah, that's pretty much it. Twins play tonight, like you said, Corey. Yeah, you just don't like to lose to Mr. Cotter if you can ever help it. Yeah, that's tough. So like a week ago, maybe a little longer, the Vikings had their schedule released, right? The NFL makes a big deal out of this every single year. Uh huh. And we've known the opponents for a really long time. Um, those get announced, I think, before the regular previous regular season is even over with. Well, you pretty or it's much in the playoff, whatever it is, you, you know, pretty much know who you're playing every year because you play a certain division every single year. Like it rotates. One year you play the NFC East, the next year you'll play the NFC West, the next year you'll play, and the same thing vice versa with the AFC. You play certain divisions, so the schedule, like who you're playing is pretty much... Now it's weird because they added the extra game, so that rotates a little bit. But yeah, you're right. You really don't know until the regular season's done. But they also... They do release opponents... Yes. ...the previous year. Like, exact... Because you're right. You know like what division you're going to play, but where you end in the division determines the specific yes. opponent. So yes. that, that we've known for a while, but the schedule has officially been released, and, well, I guess we just thought it would be fun to kind of go through this week's 1 through 18 and... See if we can't put a record together for our favorite NFL football franchise, the Minnesota Vikings. 
You want to just do this? Should we just dive right into it? Yeah, we might as well. Twins, or twins. The Vikings open up at home Sunday, September 10th. It is a noon game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll just do this. You keep track of your own record. Yep. When it's all said and done, I will keep track of mine. Uh, Home opener to start the season against Tampa Bay. I think the Buccaneers are going to stink. I have that as a win to open the season for the Vikings. Week one can always be weird. I think we've learned that in years past. Week one's always, it's not exactly the barometer for how your season is going, but uh, Baker Mayfield stinks. The Buccaneers are not that great of a football team. Vikings are at home. They should win. Week two, they go on the road for the first time. And as a matter of fact, it will be a Thursday night, so a short turnaround prime time for the defending NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles at Philadelphia week two this one's pretty straightforward they're raising a banner that night this is a loss yeah I got that as an L that's uh that's pretty simple all right let's just move on then to week three Sunday September 24th a noontime game back home for the Vikings as they host the Los Angeles Chargers of Anaheim all right so who do you got for this one Corey this is the this is the first like one on the schedule where I'm not exactly sure because um, I think it's gonna be a weird year for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, I I a part of me I really like Herbert and I want it all to kind of happen for him this year if at all possible, but it's gonna be a nice little extra time off in the early season for the Vikings. Because they played on Thursday night the week before. So they have a few extra days to prepare. I'm going to 